Hello you, I am butting into the beginning of this podcast episode today, yeah, my podcast, to tell you something quite important about the episode that you are about to listen to. The best way to consume the episode that you're about to listen to is to go over to my YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash Craig Burgess, or the link is in the show notes in this very episode. Why do I say that? Well, this episode was a conversation with Leslie and we did some live design work at the same time as doing the podcast. So there was a visual element to it, there was talking going on, there was good crack, there was good laughs, blah, 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 blah. Uh, By good crack, I mean good funny things, not good crack as in good drugs. But anyway, so if you want to listen to this episode, feel free, the full episode is here, but you might feel like you're missing something if you only listen to the audio version. That's all I'm here to say. I'm not the podcast police or anything like that. So go enjoy the audio version that's about to play in about 20 seconds, or go over to my YouTube to experience this episode in its full glory. See you soon, and on with the podcast. What did you say? I'd say that's a very funky backing track you've got there. Where did you get it from? <laughs> All right. Uh, from some royalty-free music website. Royalty-free. Uh, thought as much. <laughs> no, it's, I, I actually, it's legit, actually. I pay for a subscription. Epidemic Sound, okay. I think it's called, or something like that. Right. I pay for yeah. a subscription because I use so much music in, in podcasts and things like that. Yeah. That's one of the funky tracks off there. It's legit. Nice. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you can, yeah, just, I'm always interesting, interested. How are you not allowed to use like, you know, I say an established artist song on your podcast? Is that not allowed? Or is it just safer to just not try? Yeah. In case of getting sued. You're, you're not allowed to use pretty much any kind of music without express permission from the artist. So that usually means that nobody gives you permission, particularly, you know, like famous artists and stuff. Yeah. You, you can get it if you want, but even um, even the BBC with their podcast, they don't put music in them either because of the complexities right. of basically licensing music for podcasts. It's a nightmare. Mm. So nobody really does it at all. So there's just loads of free... Yeah. Well, it's not free. I pay for it, but loads of royalty-free yeah. music that you can have in, in podcasts. And the only way you can get around it is I've got another podcast where uh, we play royalty-free music and rate it out of eleven. That's the only yeah. way you can get around it by playing free music that's got a Creative yeah. Commons license. That's that's odd. Like, there's a podcast I listen to. I don't know if you know the rapper Joe Budden or the ex-rapper Joe Budden. He has a podcast pretty pretty big they were like number one on spotify at one point and they just play music they just play music at at will and they play the newest releases all all, all to to talk about it um they're not you know i I don't know how they get around it just play the full track um not the whole track they'll play bits of it um but i've heard them play full tracks before if they do like a track breakdown they talk about you know the content of the of the music what they're talking about and stuff like that um i've heard him play full songs before there's a, sure, there's, a weird, there's a weird thing with it where if you it, it's not 30 seconds people think if you can play 30 seconds of a track or less you don't you don't get in trouble with the copyright police but th- there is something to state where you can play a, a really tiny snippet of a song if if it's if it's for purposes of review or satire or something like that and if it's a big podcast they might be getting licenses to play them anyway because they it'll be good if they're featured on it right they'll 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 reach out to them and say look you're gonna be we want to feature you on our podcast are you up for it Mm. and they'll nearly always say yes yeah i suppose yeah anyway we're 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 doing this live right now (laughs) and no nobody is is gonna know what's going on so Normally when we do this podcast, I sit down and talk to an interesting person of Leslie is one of those, but 
Leslie suggested that today we do a live design session in Figma because Leslie makes visuals on Twitter, I make visuals on Twitter, and we both enjoy making visuals, so we thought it'd be a fun kind of challenge to actually make some live and maybe talk talk about what we're doing while we're making them as well. I, th- I think before we get to that, though, I, I we've got I've got to fill everybody in. You know, give a little intro about you somehow. What do you want to say? Uh, um, I don't know, not, not much to say really. Um, it's my first time on a podcast. So I'm a little bit nervous actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I started making visuals like maybe four months ago now. Um, it all kind of started as a, an offshoot of doing a ship 30 for 30, which I think you're doing now. Yeah. Um, so I, was doing that and then i took i don't know i'm I'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows jeff butcher if you don't know jeff butcher you've probably been living under a rock or something but (laughs) i took jeff butcher's uh how to visualize value course while i was doing ship 30 for 30. so i thought okay i will add some visuals into my essay to try and give it you know a little another dimension um so that kind of kind of took off from there um, at the end of 30 for 30, I thought, uh, I'm enjoying the visuals more than writing. Yeah. So being new to the whole creator space, because my, my day job is not, is not even vaguely related to this. It's just a nine to five. I work for the government. It's just very, very boring oh, in comparison. FBI so, or something, secret agent. No, 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 no. I work, I work for, um, one of the government regulatory bodies in the construction industry. So it's just completely unrelated, um, to what I do, um, yeah, as a creative. That's thing. what so, a government agent, secret agent would say, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, being new to the whole creative thing, I will just focus on what I'm enjoying. And I think that would be the best, you know, thing for me. So, yeah, I mean, I think I asked you a question one day on how to do something in Figma. And you replied with a video, like, tutorial. So that was pretty cool. And then I think you you, you thought, you said, you tweeted out, oh, I'm thinking of doing a community or something like that. So I signed up for that. And then, you know, ever since then, I don't think I've missed a day in about three or four months, which is pretty cool. So what what made you actually start making something every day? What why did you you know you, you work for the government you you're very new to this whole creation idea why did you yeah. pick up ship ship thirty for thirty why write every day why create every day? Um, it kind of started. I think the reason I started writing in the first instance was it was during COVID. So I was I'd been let go from my previous job. So I was, at, I was at home, basically, I was bored. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of reading at the time. And I was reading um, Shane Parrish's, one of his mental models book, I think it was the first one. And um, there was a scene, I don't know if you know the TV show, The Wire. Oh, yeah, um, I love The Wire. I was, watching, I, was watching, I was watching The Wire, season two. And there's a scene in there where Nick, the nephew of... I think his name is Nick, Nick, um, one of the Steve Dawes nephews, Frank's nephew. Mm. He's in, he's in the, the cafe with the Greeks, basically begging um, that guy to not kill his uncle. And he tells him, you know, what he's going to do to make the situation right, basically. And I, w- I watched that scene. And as I was watching it, I just thought, oh, shit, this is an example of second order thinking. Like the, It just hit me like a ton of bricks because I'd just been reading that, right? <laughs> so I thought, okay, cool. this is pretty cool. So I'll write an article about it. I did. Um, it was the first thing I ever wrote. It was pretty, it was, you know, a cool experience. Um, so that kind of made me, and I, I don't know who I saw the ship 30 for 30 thing from on Twitter. So I just decided to sign up because I thought it would be cool. And I've always been someone who picks things up and like just drops them when things get tough. So I thought, you know, I need to kind of prove something to myself here. So did 30 for 30 um, and then kind of just, you know, stayed on with the visual. So I guess I've been doing something daily now for maybe even five months because if you include 30 for 30, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
So, so it was more to kind of prove something to myself in a way. So I've always been yeah. to just drop drop stuff when yeah. there's any, you know, any sort of inconvenience, which is something I don't really like about myself. So yeah, trying to change that. So what's been the second order effects then of making something every day? Um, definitely, I think my mindset has changed in the sense that I don't, like, I'll just do stuff now. I don't overthink things as much, which I think is a good, which is a good thing. Like, even maybe coming on this podcast, for example, like, I've always wanted to do my own podcast. And I know you've said to do it. And I have, I have a plan to do it. <laughs> but I've just got some things in the background at, at the moment, which preventing that. But um, yeah, I've always been someone to just overthink. Yeah. And like, oh, what if, you know, what if, how are people going to receive it or something like that? And I've always worried a lot about what other people think, um, which is, which has helped me back. So I need to try and shed that, I think. So yeah, this, this has been a, a huge help. Like even, you know, releasing that, that first ebook that I did, like I would never in my wildest dreams have ever been confident enough to do that. But, yeah. you know, doing something every day is definitely changed changed that that mindset which is good it is it is really weird i I was talking talking about this the other day on a podcast with somebody and i asked i said i i that we were talking about making things daily and i I said um they said what what's the advantages of making things daily and i said i I don't want to i don't want to say it's brave or it's courageous but Mm. it does help you to develop confidence by Mm. putting something out every single day you are by necessity unless you are amazing you are going to make something bad more regularly than you're going to make something good and that helps you massively to develop that confidence of just putting something out there and not overthinking it because Mm. you you literally have no time to overthink it do you you do it there and then and it's out, it's published, it's done, it's gone. And yeah. that repetition over and over, what I found over a really long period of time, just makes you realise that a lot of the overthinking you were, you were doing was silly, really. Mm. And and it's led to this now, where you've jumped on a podcast and you nev- you never done a podcast before. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. And I, I think my my nature as well. Normally, I'm you know quite reserved and. Uh, you know, keep to myself quite a lot. So it's it's been good for coming out of my shell and just being a bit more, you know, confident in, in general. So I think that's that's the major second order effect there of making it's affected, it's changed my my daily life, you know, away from creative, yeah. creative, you know, creativity. I've just become a bit more of a confident person, I think, which is just pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. When when we we get caught up in those conversations that I seem to have every day on Twitter at the minute about quality versus quantity and all that kind of thing, it's like there's there's not even the point of this. Making mm. something every day, it's not even about whether it's good or bad, and it never yeah. was. It's just about making something every day and mm. making something for you every single day that's literally just for you. You don't care about what the audience thinks. People, yeah. people won't believe that, but that's truly what it is for me. And when you do that mm. over a long period of time, what I found is it makes more than anything else, it makes you happier. And yeah, yeah. That, that's a, a, you know, it's such a generic term, happy. What does happy mean? What do I mean when mm. I say it makes you happier? I just think there's something that just makes you feel good when you just sit down for 20 minutes and just make something for yourself yeah yeah for sure i think i was talking to Anne marie the other day and she said she spoke to you mm. um and i think we we're talking like touch briefly on like meditation and you said that you know making your visual every day is kind of like a form of meditation for you you know ju- something like journaling yeah. is not for you um but making a visual every day is for you because that helps you sit down you know you're not thinking about anything else you focus on that, you do it, you get it out of the way. So, you know, it's definitely a form of, 
I get, I guess, a meditation for me every day. It takes about five to 10 minutes. Um, and yeah, it's just something, sometimes you've carved out for yourself and get it done. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been yeah a transformative for me for sure. It's just, it's just a lovely, a lovely thing. I think mm. I love that word lovely. It sounds especially nice <laughs> when you say it in a Yorkshire accent. And <laughs> yeah. it, it is just a, a, lo- a lovely thing. Um, yeah, I agree. It's giving you something for yourself. Anyway, mm. so mm. you've been doing visuals for a couple of months. You are you are already, and I don't say this to blow smoke up your ass. You are already incredibly good at making visuals in somebody who's done it in such a short amount of time. That's why when I asked you how long you've been doing it, and you said a couple of months, I'm surprised by that because it isn't the style as such that you're making things because, um, and I'm just going to switch to the, so I'm just showing my screen. I'm just showing people your Twitter account at the minute. It isn't really as such the style of the way that you make things because I think the style you will develop over time and this, your style mm. is, is very stark, very simplistic, very, you know, visualized value, that kind of thing. It's the thing mm. that does well on Twitter, but it's the thinking behind a lot of your work, which is the, th- which is weird to see as a designer. Uh, for me, who's been doing it for 15 years, that kind of thinking, that clever kind of thinking, that witty kind of thinking that you often hit on in some of your visuals that's usually something that people do not develop for a very long time as a designer. So I think you've already got the, the actually the hard bit of being a designer, mm. which is being able to see an idea and communicate an idea rather than just moving around pixels. Yeah. Thanks, man. That, that means a lot. And I think, you know, finding, stumbling on visualize value and, and doing those courses it made me realize you know this is actually something i really like and i'd never you know tried it before it kind of aligns a lot with my personality you know i like i like order yeah. like you as well i like comedy um you know so all of those sorts of things it, it kind of aligns you know nicely um i'd like to get better at the actual design like you know designing stuff you know making a visual is is you know pretty easy in comparison to actually being a designer. So I'm trying, uh, I'd like to, you know, spread, you know, spread my wings a bit and, and learn a bit more designy things. So I think maybe next month, cause I kind of set myself a challenge to like release, you know, one project a month. Um, so I was going to do those movie posters this month, scrap that. So maybe I'll pick that up again next month and just try and, get better at doing designy type things, you know, using more colors, yeah. fonts, typography, those sorts of things. So I think that's the next kind of step for me. Um, and, yeah. you know, I don't know what I'm doing it for, but, you know, maybe I'll be able to make a living from it at some point in the future. I'm not doing it with that expectation, but it's just a cool thing. Yeah, and I, I like doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just going to switch back to screen share a second because I've just been told that we don't have any sound. Oh. <laughs> Only when I'm switching to the screen share, so it's no big problem. Right, yeah. so we should have sound on there now. It's all good. Cool. Um, yeah, I think absolutely making money from design, you could easily do that. I think mm. the, the space now, I started as a designer 15 years ago, the space now 15 years later it's huge. You can make money making Twitter banners. You can make money making Twitter profile photos. You can mm. make money on Fiverr. The The market is huge. So yeah. I there's no doubt if, if you keep on the trajectory that you're doing that you'll make money from it. I think that's entirely mm. possible. And yeah. that's what's so good about just the way that the internet is now. We can make money from things that we really enjoy doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. I am going to open up this Figma document and we're going to have a look at doing some visuals. Uh, by the way, Graham, cheers for letting me know that the audio has gone off because I wouldn't even recognize that the audio has gone off. So just, just, oh yeah, cool. He's just said sounds on. <laughs> Good. Um, <laughs> so 
what we're going to do, this is entirely Leslie's suggestion, by the way, and this isn't going to translate to the podcast version of this episode at all. Um, We're going to look up some, we're going to make some visuals based on some quotations, and I put a tweet out earlier on today. I'm just going to try and find my tweet. I put a tweet out where I said, um, I'm going live on on the podcast with Leslie, um, we're going to visualize some quotations. Can you send me some quotations? So I've had a few suggestions, not many at the minute. So if you're watching, especially Graham, um, drop some quotations in and we might get around to looking at them. So the first one was suggested by Ian. Uh, cheers for this, Ian. And this is Chase Your Dream or Someone Else will uh you got any ideas for that one I think this is quite- tough man uh the initial init- my first instinct is um like literally a man chasing something so i, I thought because i'm going to disregard the someone else will part of it yeah. so i was just thinking like a stick man you know like someone chasing after like a balloon floating away but instead of a balloon, you can make it like a thought bubble with like a string and like some, you know, like someone chasing after it. So that was like my first instinct. But um, normally, and since I've started doing these, I've kind of realized, I think I go with my first, my first idea, maybe 80 or 90% of the time. Um, Cause it's the, you know, the first thing that comes to you, it's normally the hardest hitting. It's when you start thinking, trying to be too clever when things start breaking down so um yeah, yeah. My, my, my gut instinct is is what i go with <clears throat> the majority of the time so yeah that's what i was thinking for that I, I think you're completely right i i do the same if i find myself working on an idea for too long it gets it's worse and worse yeah, yeah it gets sure. worse and worse there's rarely a time where if i work on especially a simple visual when i work on a simple visual it gets better the longer i tweak mm. it yeah. Um, the only time there's an exception to that for me is if I completely stop and go away for a while, mm. maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes because I can't figure the idea out. And if, if I go away and I come back, the idea might be good when I come back then. But that yeah. that's yeah. not hammering at an idea for 30 minutes. Mm. Um, mm. I, I, I think, it was particularly with this simple style, I think with... Uh, these kind of visuals and you want them to be immediately understood you need to have immediately understood it in your own head first yeah yeah 100% I don't think you can uh, reverse engineer that in my Mm. experience yeah so yeah chase your dream or someone else will it's a tough one and I I think you the uh, the balloon thing I think that's a good idea Uh, let's see what it looks like (laughs) because I I, I can see your mouse moving around live you're yeah, live, um, it's live so live streaming on Twitter and YouTube. All, this is all very stressful, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and oh, I kind of, yeah. I, I quite, I realize I quite enjoy drawing stick men as well. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Like, so you're drawing a balloon like or a, something? Is that the idea? I'll, yeah, so I was gonna draw. I'll draw the like balloon. The sky. Thing. Yeah, that's cool. The only thing I'm thinking with balloons is uh, it, Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want him to be chasing you, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm going to do the easy bit. I'm going to draw the balloon. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm also trying to think of uh, another idea that fits. But this, this is one of these instances where... So I, I make these these visuals on Twitter every single day and I would normally look at a phrase like this and just skip past it because it, it doesn't have anything that's immediately coming to my brain when I'm looking at it. And, yeah. and if it's one of those quotations for me where I can't find the idea, I skip I skip on unless it's not mm. a, unless it's not an option, but it's that's usually always available to me. So I should probably explain why I think it's a tough one. Um, So the quotation is, chase your dream and someone else will. 
I think on one level, the reason this is hard to visualize is because it doesn't have many visual elements in it. So it, yeah. it, it doesn't have any metaphorical language. I, I suppose Chase Your Dream is kind of metaphorical, but there isn't much visual elements to attach to it. Chase Your Dream or yeah. someone else will. So what you're doing here is you are trying to invent the visual of something that isn't visual yet. Mm-hmm. Basically. And when it comes to that, that's hard because you either get the idea or you don't. And in in this instance where you're uh, you draw it you're drawing something, I think the idea is strong with the balloon and stuff. Yeah. But it, it would have been easier, I think, if the quotation was more visual, because you would have got the idea. Sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And as you said, um, you know, sometimes when you put um, you know, Maybe you, you put a tweet out, you, you know, I've got some time, you know, give me some ideas, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you have to, I think you put, you put it in a tweet thread a while back. You have to think think through, you know, what the quote or, you know, what's being said. <clears throat> and if it's not immediately visual, alter, you know, find, you know, similarities to that word or to that phrase that are visual, but still mean the same thing. You kind of have yeah. to tweak tweak the quote in a way to make it visual, to allow you to 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 you know put something together for it, and yeah. th- that's something that I've, I've got a lot better at doing now, which is which is which is cool. Yeah, I think that when we we're trying to visualize things when we first do them, that that is usually a, a, a flaw of most people that they're trying to visualize the entire thing, so they'd look mm. at chase your dream and someone else will. And think they have to visualize everything right down to the awe in the middle mm. of it. And the the thing I mentioned in uh, one of the office hours when we were on about that in Daily Visual was I distill them down to the core concept, and yeah. then you can visualize the concept. So chase your dream, and some or someone else will. What we 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 really we really talking about is um, ambition. Mm. Uh, maybe not not achieving something. Uh, you know, there's a disappointment element in there uh, with the second half. I can't spell disappointment when I'm trying to do this. Um, <laughs> ambition, disappointment. Uh, there's maybe envy because we're talking yeah. about somebody else. But when we've got those three concepts in there of ambition, disappointment, and envy, it's easier to visualize that now. Mm, rather exactly. rather than trying to visualize chase your dream or someone else will mm. so yeah completely right and I, I think with the visual we've got there uh actually you know what i've just seen something so i was thinking oh. w- with this one it'd be really difficult for us to make it clever because I'm, I'm always trying to make something clever i'm always trying to yeah. make something for my own amusement and what we've what we've done with this here is you drew the stick man and I put the balloon in the other panel. So the, on yeah. Twitter, these would be two separate panels. But mm. what, what I just noticed is that you the head that you did was kind of like a balloon. So Ooh. May, Ooh. maybe what we could do instead is, like, this is going to be super quick, so it's going to look naff, yeah. but yeah. we could actually have the guy. The balloon chasing someone. Yeah. Blue, well, that's that's another idea. Even there, <laughs> what I was thinking is that we actually have the guy um, turning into a, a balloon that's floating away or something like that. Ah, ah yeah, yeah, that could uh, work for sure. So then you can see the tran the transition or uh, maybe his ambition going away or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, he, he's floating away with his ambition or his lack of ambition, mm. or it's open to interpretation what it might mean. Yeah. Yeah. But nah, that's a cool idea. Like I said, the um, the way that it's <clears> been done is fairly poor. But <laughs> the, we don't have time for um, no polish, fine tuning at this at this point. <laughs> no. So so what what I've done there with with that kind of idea is I've I've done something what I usually call a transformation type visual where yeah yeah you've you've got a thing happening in the first pane 
this is kind of like a comic book or whatever. You've got a thing happening in the first pane and then the second pane, the second image that you make is somehow a transformation of the first one. And mm. it works for a viewer because they can see the transformation by looking to the left and then looking to the right. Uh, I think this on Twitter particularly is one of the most powerful way of making visuals because it lets you tell a story and it just it just lets you flow through something and you can have something completely different in the first one and then surprise somebody with a second one. So it works in clever ways and funny ways and you can maybe get a bit of comedy into them too. So I yeah, like those I kind agree. of things. I do. I think I do transformations. The vast majority of the ones that I do, the two panel ones, yeah, it just it, it helps to, yeah, as you say, tell a story and be you know be clever, especially when you like rearrange the elements from the first one in a clever way in the second one. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think they they get they do you know quite well, from what I've I've found for sure. Okay, so let's move on to this next quotation. To live in the past is to die in the present. They're a bit morbid, these ones. Ah, <clears throat> uh, I mean, Bill Belichick's a pretty morbid guy, to be fair. But um, oh, is he? Ah, uh, he's he's a coach of New England Patriots. Like he's just like happy. the most they like win every he's year. He's like the most. He's the, the most boring guy. Like, <laughs> um, obviously, like a serial winner. Yeah. Um, but he's just like the most boring but like you see him in interviews and stuff he just doesn't give anything away he's like very monotonous but like he's just like a killer when he gets in the field basically i love him he's a cool guy yeah he likes deflating footballs as well to win any 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 means necessary any means necessary <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the old bill um yeah yeah so yeah this this is a slightly morbid one again and actually quite difficult to live in the past is to die in the present so what i'd what i do with this one again is first of all think about what we're actually trying to communicate so obviously there's two very strong ideas in here past and present they are mm. the the most obvious things um but the, life and death i guess yeah yeah life and death and i think what's quite interesting about this is is the is the interplay between living in the past versus dying in the present because mm. the reason the quotation works is because those two live and die have been swapped around for something that's unexpected the actual yeah. the actual quotation is a transformation visual in word form mm -hmm. so there's something to be played around with like that um obviously dying means um you're unhappy <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, basically it's negative it's a negative effect yeah. of something that's yeah. happened there there's an idea here that we might be showing something from negative to positive or positive to negative mm. so yeah. f for me i would again probably use a transformation visual but what I think I'd want to do is, I mean, I talk about this a lot. I use smiley faces in everything. And I, I, I was just thinking, I was thinking smiley face and, and, and sad face somehow. <laughs> I'm not just, I'm not too sure how you're going to represent past and, and present though. Um, I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, the past could be the first slide, first image and the present is the second one that, that, that would work. But I don't know how you'd visualize past and present. I don't know. Not too sure there. The way I'm thinking of it is is purely just two check marks, like a like a timeline. Mm. So we we have a timeline, like uh, like this, and this might even work as one visual rather than two. And um, the the simple thing I'm thinking. Let me draw a smile. Uh, the simple thing I'm thinking is something jumping back uh, in in time, basically, that yeah. is... Oh, Makes a smiley face. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do this all the time. Uh, so Yeah, I've, I've been converted to the smiley face thing. Um, 
it's it's so easy and and it's so I think you said as well talking about um, symbols. Um, yeah, it's just a shortcut, you know, to get the message across, basically. And I think I can't remember what it was. One of those books you recommended. I think it was the Paul Rand one on how to design better or something. It's the one with the black and white cover. And he talks about symbols in there a lot as well. Yeah. Thoughts on design. Um, Thoughts on design. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about symbolism in that book quite a lot. Yeah. So there's this kind of super simple way of, of showing it. Maybe something like that, where the idea isn't immediately obvious that it's, uh, an unhappy face, but Mm. it, it is, uh, it is implied, so it's like an Easter egg. It's hidden underneath it. But the the other way that it could potentially be done is that we take you flip it. Yeah, yeah, you you flip it. But when I, I looked when I looked at the um, quotation, I'm not sure if it's actually happy. When it's it's not going from happy to sad. It's just sad to sad, and that's Bill Belichick, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's really sad, but he's going to beat you into submission, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I just love him. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so so we go from, uh, I don't know, something like that. I mean, I think there's, I think there's something to do with making some eyes here as well. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, but the, I mean, those 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 um, kind of marks at either end. It, it looks like a, it looks like a face. I think um, for sure. Yeah. So I, I think that I, I'd... Yeah, that's... Yeah, I think that works. I think that works. I'd, I'd maybe do something like that. So yeah. what what we did there is, is draw an arrow with a smiley face, an arrow with a sad face, and it shows, shows it going back in time. And what I want to really mention here more than anything else is the smiley faces. And I don't think I've really mentioned it when I've been doing the podcast, but... I, what I do with the visuals is I'm always looking for a visual metaphor or I'm al- always looking for some kind of some kind of shortcut to make you understand something quicker. And the way that you make somebody understanding something quicker is by using a symbol that they already recognize. And those symbols that we already recognize, they're basic stuff. Smiles, eyes, hands you know any part of the body really within reason um and common symbols basically and when we use those common symbols it makes the understanding that the viewer is trying to get from the visual you're making much quicker than using weird uh esoteric symbols that not everybody might get so just just thinking i think we've got these the wrong way around because if you're living (laughs) in the past you're happy in the past right so do we need to flip these around potentially? Yeah. Because if you're happy in the past, you're dying in the future. Is that is, does that not work more? I don't know. In my in my mind. Yeah. Because basically the quote is saying you're happy in the past because you're living there. That's where you're happy. Um, those are the happy times. But in the present, you're dead. So when you're coming forward, coming from the past back to reality, you're unhappy. You're dead. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my, my mind is working differently. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no, I, I think I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. So, yeah. So we we just flipped flip the arrows around, but the smiles still exist to yeah. shortcut the understanding. And what we're really saying is, you're, obviously, you're unhappy when you're dead. So we're using a sad face to show that kind of thing. I yeah. I utilize these symbols almost all of the time on my visuals clocks and smiley faces are the two things that I love using, which has kind of just become a little bit of an in joke in most of my visuals now. And yeah. I mean, I think that's rubbed off on me as well because <laughs> it's like, I think the other day someone sent a quote through and I was like, Oh, you know, it was one where it was just screaming out for a clock and a smiley face. And they were talking about money as well. I think it was a, a Naval quote, basically. I think it, you could, you could apply a clock and a, and a smiley face of pretty much anything Naval says and money. But um, yeah, yeah I, I think I went, I, I, then I re- remembered you had posted something on Unobvious. I was scrolling your, scrolling your account and I saw two 
And I was like, okay, one element from this, the other element from that. And I just combined them to make a visual. So I, I did steal quite shamelessly there. I think I told you that I did it, but it, 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 it doesn't make sense to try and overthink something and, you know, try and go and invent this new way of telling the story when a clock, a smiley face and a dollar sign is going to just tell it for you. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Symbols are definitely the way forward. <laughs> I agree. For sure. And, and, and we use them all the time because yeah. ultimately what we're trying to do with any of the visuals is just communicate a concept and an idea. Mm. And I, I, I speak, spoke about it on Twitter before about if you're trying to be too clever, all you are is really dumb. So we, mm. we're not trying to be clever because when you try to be too clever, it turns out dumb and yep. pe- people don't get it. There's a fine balance mm. that that's hard to develop. That's, that is one of the things that you do develop with experience. Yeah, for sure. This is a toughie. Life goes on. Yeah. So, like leaving you nothing to work with there. <laughs> so Manoj suggested life goes on dot, dot, dot. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would probably slightly ironically just draw a line for this one. <laughs> or I, I, I would actually just do uh I'd actually a line just, that spans both that spans both um, both uh, panels. I don't know. Could do, could do, yeah, could do that. I, just, I was just like, put ellipses the whole way. Yeah, I was across. literally just thinking three dots or something. But yeah, yeah. You know, that's maybe that's a bit of a cop out. But um, I think that's what f- about. I was thinking. Well, if you just had the word life on the word on, so life is literally on. <laughs> life is literally on the word on. I don't know. That, that's, that, that works perfectly. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah, so you could just, yeah, just do, I'll just, if you had life, oh, that's really tiny. On. While you're doing that, I'm just going to check to see if we've had any more quotes. Um, and Graham's dropped quite a few on um, ah. on the chat. So. Is, this, uh, is this Graham Crawley? Yes. His stuff is so good, man. I love his stuff. It is. His style is amazing. It is very, very good. And if you're not following Graham Crawley on Twitter, he is way better at everything than me. And he's got he's got <laughs> yes. he's got way less followers than me. So go follow Graham Crawley. Yeah, life on. Life goes on. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I like it. This is the this is the, the 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 fun part about design, like tweaking something so all the red lines line up. Like I can spend hours doing it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great. And I think the reason you saw that and the reason I didn't is because uh, I, I mentioned this idea of of, of generating principles or, or ideas that you can reuse over and over when you make visuals so the the smiley faces and the clocks is kind of one of those and then mm. we were talking about them the other week and i think i called this one words in words or words on words yeah. or something and you you've got those because you don't have the same level of experience in design as me mm. you're falling back on those principles which is really really good because yeah. you're falling back on an idea that you've already got, that you've already used. Mm. And yeah. I was looking at it and trying to be original and trying to be clever, but you just mm. came at it with something that you'd already got before. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's um, it's an interesting, interesting thing. I think I was speaking to Christian maybe a week or two ago, um, and I was doing some... Sorry, I just oh. pressed wrong button. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I was doing some design stuff for a storyteller thing. Um, and he was talking about the fact that you guys, you know, that you, you and him used to, you know, sit and go through and look, look at his strategy and, you know, what he's going to do and stuff like that. But he said it's it's hard sometimes because, you know, obviously you're, you've got like loads of experience in it. So the way you think of things is different 
he said he wanted to get my perspective on things because I'm not experienced. Mm. And because he's also not experienced, he wanted to, you know, how would someone who's in the same boat as me approach this, you know, this issue that I'm having? Um, Mm. So, yeah, as you say, you know, sometimes when you're, you're experienced, you're looking at things from a, a lot more abstracted way, you know, trying to, trying to find a solution. Um, whereas, you know, the guy who's the beginner's going to just, you know, often go with the literal, the literal way. And sometimes that's actually the, the best way, you know, to, to do things. You, um, you're completely so, yeah. right. And that, that is often, that is often the battle of, of, of any craft, really. When you start to develop a craft and you've been doing it for quite a while, you kind of get, I don't know, maybe a bit cocky. Maybe cocky is the right word. Mm. You start mm. to you start to look at things in certain ways and you always want to be original with the way that you do them and you don't yeah. necessarily fall back on the knowledge you've already got. But the most yeah. important thing that you lose, and I desperately try not to lose this, is a beginner's mindset. It mm. is being able to look at something and think, yeah, I'll do it because I don't get it. I don't know how to do it. Uh, and, yeah. and and that's what you've got at the minute. You're looking at these kind of things that we're doing right now with completely fresh eyes, whereas mm. I'm looking at them, and it's like my my uh, database of ideas is 15 years old, but mm. your database of ideas is only maybe six months old. So yours exactly. is a lot quicker to scan than yeah. than mine is, and mm. my my much bigger database is not always a good thing in fact most of the time it's not a good thing so yeah it is it is always a battle between trying to keep that beginner's mindset like what you've got versus not getting too full of yourself (laughs) (laughs) it is yeah no it's 100 correct and you, you you see that in almost any discipline you know you could you could relate that you know that's anything, you know, any, anything in life, you know, people are trying to be too, too clever because they're experienced and it just doesn't, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't work a lot of the time. Or they, or they think Go they, back. Or they think they're yeah. right. They think that they're right because of their experience. And yeah, yeah. I, I've run across people a lot of times where the guy with the 20 years experience in the room is wrong versus the guy with one year experience. Mm. What he's saying is right. But the guy with 20 years of experience will never admit that because mm. he's the one with a badge. He's the one with a 20 year badge. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, nice. Yeah. So, so we've got it. We've got another one. This is one from Graham. Uh, this is yeah. inspiration is perishable. Act on it immediately. I'm going to let I've you. Done, I've done a visual for this before. Oh, yeah. um, so this, this should be fairly straightforward um, to do. So I just did a, let's see. This was when I was still like brand new to this. I think I, I, I did. I did one of these. Um, I'm just going to reuse your idea, then I. Basically, <laughs> why why rehash it? It worked the first time. <laughs> <laughs> why why rehash it? Let's see. Um, Something like that. So you have like a um, a spark, I guess. Just put uh, put put five. I think that might be easier. Show the idea a bit more. It's a skill in itself to be able to talk over designing while you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then all I did was I just faded the opacity down with each one. Um, okay. So on, on the screen. Something like that. So you can kind of see, you know, the, the progression. So you, you get, you have your idea first. That was a bright, you know, a bright moment. But soon, if you don't act on it quick enough, it soon fades into something that you can barely, you can barely see. 
we can barely remember it. Um, and yeah, that that that's what I did. I think the first um, the first tried this visualization. Yeah, so you've you've gone for the concept of perishable, where you've shown the same thing over and over, and yeah, ultimately, yeah. yeah, and then it disappears over time mm. because that's what the quote. Well, actually, the quote doesn't mention time, but it's uh, you know it's implying it by saying act on it yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you have any any ideas for that one? I'm just looking at it now. I'm just thinking inspiration is perishable. Act on it immediately. I I would probably... Uh, do like know. a clock. You could do like a clock that... <laughs> yeah, again. You could do a clock that that fades, you know, it's it's at its highest, you know, at its brightest point at you know, 12 o'clock. As, as you go around, the lines fade. You could do that. That, that could tell the story as well. Um, I don't know. I, I would maybe, so what I'm seeing with this one is I'm going to go literal with it and go inspiration and show the letters dropping away. Ah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and literally just outline it and just show, center it. This could probably just be one panel instead. Hmm. And I'm going to do it super quick for the benefits of this. So all, all I'm all I'm literally doing is is just pasting the letters. This is a thing that really annoys me in Figma, actually, how difficult it is to remove letters from things. How did you do? How do you do that? Actually, because I'd be interested. Because in, <laughs> in essence, you're breaking the word up, right? The, yeah. What you typed. How do you do that? There's so many things in Figma I don't know how to use yet, um, and I find myself getting like, oh, maybe I need to go and like it an illustrator yeah. subscription or something, but Figma seems to be very powerful. I just haven't harnessed it yet um, at this point in time. Figma pretty much does the majority of what Illustrator does. And what I'm doing here, so that in, in, Illust in, in Figma, we've got, I'm just going to put some random letters above. In Figma, we've got kind of this two states of text. So when you type mm. text, I've typed text there, and it's still editable. Oh, uh, you outlined it? Yes. Yeah, so and then, what, oh, so, so when you, when you outline it, you can pull it away? Yeah, so what I did is I outlined ah, okay. it, and then it gets turned into a shape in Figma. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. shapes in Figma, this is where Illustrator's better, because a shape in Figma, I can't, I can't now separate that. That is seen as a yeah. whole shape. In Illustrator, mm. there's a tool called Divide, where you can just right. separate all the elements out in one instance. Right. So right. all I did was uh, basically double click on the shape to go into shape edit mode and then select. Highlight it and then pull. Highlight right. it, cut it out, and then paste it back so it makes it. And ah, okay. Cut it, deselect, paste, and then bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Bit okay. of a ball ache, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I I would definitely finesse that idea a little bit more. But the idea is inspiration yeah. is perishing away and going somewhere. Mm. So no, that's cool. Yeah, I, it's it's a nice quote. I, I often I'll, I'll often look at Naval quotes and just do something stupid with them because um, after reading Nav the Naval Almanac, he's actually quite a funny guy. Yeah, and he is. I've, I. I, I I, I marvel at how like his his mind just works completely differently <laughs> to the rest of us. Yeah. I, I, it's it's amazing. I, I'd lo I'd love to see more of his humor in, in his Twitter yeah. because he yeah. distills ideas down to their very very core. But mm. by doing that, he removes the personality, and he's actually a really funny guy. So yeah. I would you know not giving Naval tips here or anything with his one million followers. But I, Naval, I'd like to see you be funnier on Twitter. <laughs> he's probably watching this right now and he's thinking, you know what, Craig? You're right. <laughs> Couldn't it be more funny? <laughs> uh, I, I hope so. I hope he just drops a comment into the YouTube in a second goes, <laughs> yeah. I will change my entire strategy, Craig, from tomorrow. Yep, exactly. You the told me I need to be more funny. That's exactly what I'm going to do. You're right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yes. So we're going to finish on one more. Graham, I'd love to, I'd love to get to all these, but 
I would just want to capture it as just dropped one in. And I want to do this one because I think this one's a good one. So this final quotation is to cut is to make whole. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to subtract is to add. I like to, this. To constrain is to liberate. Is this another one you've done before? No, no, no. Um, I saw Catra posted in the group, I think. Ah. Uh, uh, sorry, on Twitter. And I think just before we went on air. So I had like some vague ideas, but I didn't know, I wouldn't know how, I wasn't sure how to actually put them together. I think this is really fun, but the quote is really fun itself. So I think it would translate into a cool visual um, if we can get, get it right, basically. I think um, what's cool about this one is that it's got tons of visual possibilities. Yeah, it. yeah. It's got, to cut is to make whole. You can already see something cutting. To subtract mm. is to add. You immediately think of, you know, a plus symbol or a subtract symbol or something like that. And then to constrain is to liberate is less visual, but there's still lots of ideas in there. This, if if I'm looking for quotes, I don't know if you feel the same, but if I'm looking for quotes, this kind of quote is the perfect one that I look for. Yeah. Because you you can have at least, there's at least three separate visuals in there. Each sentence is basically a visual in itself. So you've got, you've got three, you've got three visuals worth of material in that one quote, basically, um, I've got an idea for to subtract is to add. So I'll do that. Go on then. Um, just thinking. So if you did um, rectangle, so I'm thinking if you have a rectangle, I probably need to make this bigger. Rectangle. I've got an idea. And then. Um, I need again to make this. Right. So I'm thinking if you had that um, in there, and then on the second panel, if you pulled pulled this across, mm-hmm. and then. If I take this out, I'll make that black. So much like how you have, like in your other one, you had something falling off. Oh, shit. Sorry. Duplicate and then put that 90. Um, So you could kind of have, like, you've pulled out another piece, and that could be, like, lying on the floor. And that kind of makes the plus sign, in a way, is what I was kind of thinking. Or you maybe, maybe you'd need the two sides, like these two sections. So what is this? Yes, if you had like something like that, maybe, you know, these two pieces lying on the floor. (laughs) The OCD in me is like, you need to make these the exact, (laughs) the exact size of this gap. It's about showing showing your thinking. It's not about showing your design skills. Yeah. So if you had that and like these two pieces lying on the floor, and if you just skew them, just have them there. So you've kind of you've taken away from that initial one, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. actually made a plus sign. So that's that was my my initial thinking. Yeah, but no, that, that's a that's a really cool idea. I think I, I, the idea that I got, and then I, I'm I'm going to quickly illustrate James's. James has just jumped on the chat and said something, and I'm going to illustrate James's. Um, yeah. So I I don't even know if this works, but I'm just going to do it anyway. So I just thought simple transformation visual have two lines that are quite far apart so they don't Mm. look like an equal sign and then in the second one just turn the two uh, subtraction signs into a plus and we're done. Yeah. Kind of works. Would I use it? I don't know. I'd probably hunt for another idea, and then mm. um, James. You come back to it if. Yeah. And then James just said, "Just do it. Just do a big subtraction sign." <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> How big? Like the this big, like a huge subtraction yeah. sign. Like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, man. <laughs> 
that actually there's probably an idea in there somewhere that the idea of a ridiculously big subtraction sign is probably not that bad of an idea. Yeah, yeah. So let me. Just, I just realised I made the flag of Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. Unknowingly. <laughs> yeah. In your sublime. I quite like this. I quite like this. This last one. It's quite visually striking. I like that. It just looks nice. Yeah, I think what you could potentially do is transform the second one into. If we had more visuals, yeah, uh, this is where Twitter kind of lets you down. What I'd probably do um, is keep increasing it until it eventually becomes it fills the whole. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. So it fills the whole thing like that. Yeah, that's cool. This would work well in on Insta, something like this. Yeah. Yeah, where we've got ten panels to play with. That's the only yeah, limitation yeah. of Twitter. You've you've kind of got you've got the opportunity to have four images on Twitter, but it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work the same mm. way as it it does on uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Now that was that was cool. Thank you for having me, Craig. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it, it was fun. Have you got any final? Uh, pieces of wisdom you want to end on uh no wisdom um yeah just keep rolling doing what i'm doing i'm enjoying being part of the whole creator space that has its own its own uh not issues but there's i find there's a lot of politics on twitter even though we're all just like making stuff there's a lot of a lot of politics going on in various forms um, that I, I find quite funny looking at you know from from the from the the fringes um, but yeah yeah no um no nothing really to 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 say um yeah follow me i guess if you if you'd like to see more of my stuff um yes. yeah that, that's it <laughs> cheers man keep rolling man. thanks craig avoid Appreciate the politics that, man. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> cheers man Listen. see you